The list of brands continuing to pull their business from Russia grows by the minute. Andrew Charles joins us from Cowan, an analyst covering restaurants, probably one of the most important groups here as uh, and, and very important product providers, of course. Cheap food. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Is this going to happen to every business that has any presence in Russia? Hey, Oliver, great to be with you again. It certainly feels that way. I mean, it's been consumer brands beyond restaurants that have been withdrawing out of Russia amid these horrible uh, circumstances that Ukraine's going through right now. Um, and so, yeah, I think that you're seeing it grow throughout this week between um, McDonald's and Papa John's and Yum, um, Starbucks, uh, Restaurant Brands International, you're all, all making announcements and all suspending operations in Russia and even some more actually suspending um, uh, investments in, um, in store growth in Russia too, which uh, you know, very surprising to see, obviously. But yeah, I mean, um, I think what you're seeing is spanning beyond restaurants and it seems likely to persist here in terms of how long we're going to suspend in suspended animation. So for McDonald's, uh, to take uh, the most recent example here, uh, Barron says it's going to cost them $50 million a month. Is that right? I'm looking at it from a different perspective. We, we know that within McDonald's that it's a little less than not call it 3% of their operating profits they're going to be getting, you know, from, from Russia and Ukraine combined here. And, and we know that, um, uh, you know, we know that the revenues are basically be pretty close to zero as they pause Russia and Ukraine is obviously under substantial um, pressure right now in terms of the stores that are open there. Uh, while they will be paying uh, the wages, these are company operated business models. So thinking about it more so from a, from a percent of sales perspective, recognizing that's about 3% of operating profits rather, rather than dollar basis. Interesting. Uh, but for them, bottom line, they're, they don't want to do this permanently, do they? I mean, for a company like McDonald's, I, I mean, can they shed uh, 850 restaurants from their portfolio and um, go on with the same uh, market value as they do, or are they kind of hoping this thing uh, is over pretty soon? So I, I think for McDonald's and others, the key that they want to express is that the these these are you know, and especially in a socially responsible world that we live in, that you know the the, the power of the brand caring and that the power that this is a brand that stands for something, and this is something that the brands are not going to stand for. I, I would place that of greater importance around you know what what the mix of um, of Russia is for the income statement mm. and the mix of future development. You know, that, that's something that we're seeing broadly speaking throughout the world. Hey, we're down 50 bucks on the year though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're seeing pretty healthy restaurant growth, you know, around the world right now that, you know, Russia is not a key market. It, it's a it's an important market, but it's not a critical market, you know, for a lot of these names, including, McDon including, including um, McDonald's as well as Yum and Starbucks. So, you know, it, it's, it's important, but I would say what's of greater importance is how the brand, uh, the, the power of the brand in a socially responsible world and how it's important, obviously, for the brand to stand for something. And this is something, obviously, they're not gonna stand for. Mm. Okay, so we're looking at some of the exposure here to Russia and Ukraine. This We just pulled this right off of your report here. Uh, McDonald's, Starbucks, Young Brands uh, over there on the right too. So these are they're small percentages to your point. Uh, the market though is pretty unforgiving right now in terms of anything that changes your cash flow or bottom line. What is contributing to this selling? What about McDonald's as a stock, as a trade or an investment right now? Uh, what do you attribute the pullback here, the $50 so far this year? Yeah, so, so the big thing I think of the big investor narrative right now is just concerns around lower income consumer uh, with oil prices where they are, with the fact that you know we're lapping a lot of a stimulus right now in the economy from this time a year ago. That, that's really what's dominating the investor narrative right now. To your point, I mean, Russian operations is definitely something for, particularly for McDonald's and, and Yum, that investors are talking a little bit about, but it's more so about domestically, you know, is the lower income consumer gonna be okay? 
that's the most frequent patron of quick service restaurants. And so, you know, we point out that for McDonald's, very strong value perceptions, um, really the 800 pound gorilla, they will set the, they will set the tone with value if they need be. But, you know, importantly, just with, with um, food and labor prices where they are, uh, value is something that's probably not going to be as pursued as aggressively uh, as, that, as obviously they've got to worry about franchisee profitability, given the importance of franchisees, remodeling stores, as well as opening new restaurants. Mm. Who do you like uh, the most, Andrew, in terms of the basics we're talking here? Coffee, McDonald's, Young Brands, uh, what looks the strongest as a, a beaten down? I mean, they're all pretty much lower, so you've got your pick, I guess. Yeah, Chipotle is still our number one overall, you know, really confident okay. in the playbook that they have here. And then they've got a kind of a medium term margin target, um, you know, to hit 27% restaurant margins that we think will happen in 2024. The street's just not fully getting there on. Uh, after that, I'd say it's Yum is our number two. We upgraded that one a few weeks ago. Really like the Taco Bell recovery story there. Really like the uh, exposure of emerging markets that have that it has, um, especially just given that during COVID, uh, emerging markets being a little bit hit more than developed markets. So, you know, we think we like the recovery play that Yum has, as well as a 98% franchise model that, mm. that really helps uh, on the inflation side as well. Uh, and the number three is Wingstop. Um, you know, really like the growth potential that business has uh, as they now have raised the target to get to 4,000 stores domestically from 3,000 that they previously issued. Okay, where's the love for Bloomin' Brands? No Outback love? Do you not cover Bloomin'? Oh, we don't cover Bloomin', no, but uh, if, you, <laughs> okay. uh, if you love Bloomin' Onions, I support you on that, man. Okay, all right. Ex-Outback employer, so I figured I'd give it a shot. All right, thanks, Andrew. There you go. Appreciate the update and the analysis. Good stuff, My Andrew Charles. Good catching up with you. Absolutely, thank you. Research uh, from Cowan Restaurants, and you heard the picks. So looking for a comeback in Chipotle number one.